God of wisdom, you challenge us in your word to choose life. You also show us what it means for us, what that means for us in our day and time. Guide us as we ponder these ancient instructions and imagine how they fit us in 2020. For Jesus' sake, amen. Reading from God's word, first from the book of Deuteronomy, these last words of instruction from Moses. Moses says in Deuteronomy chapter 30, beginning with verse 15, See, I have set before you today life and prosperity, death and adversity. If you obey the commandments of the Lord your God that I am commanding you today, by loving the Lord your God, walking in his ways, and observing his commandments, decrees, and ordinances, then you shall live and become numerous, and the Lord your God will bless you in the land that you are entering to possess. But if your heart turns away and you do not hear, but are led astray to bow down to other gods and serve them, I declare to you today that you shall perish you shall not live long in the land that you are crossing the Jordan to enter and possess. I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Choose life so that you and your descendants may live, loving the Lord your God, obeying him, and hold, holding fast to him. For that means life to you and length of days so that you may live in the land that the Lord swore to give to your ancestors, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. Reading also from the Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 5, beginning with verse 17. Jesus said, Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have come not to abolish, but to fulfill for truly, I tell you, until heaven and earth pass away, not one, law, one letter, not one stroke of a letter will pass from the law until all is accomplished. Therefore, whoever breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does them and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you, Unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So we do have a lot of guests with us today, and we are really, really happy to have you here and to um, say a word of gratitude for our basketball program and for your participation in it and leadership in it. Uh, and so, so it's great to have you here. Um, want to let you know that we are walking through a series of sermons and meditations on seven particular themes that are important in the light of this church. And so we land on one of those themes today. And if you find yourself in your home church next week, uh, at least you'll have some context about why we are talking about this particular theme today. So just to, to let you know that you, you jumped in the middle of something that's been going on for a while here. And I think it's, uh, it's fitting because uh, a lot of our basketball people are also associated with Riverside Presbyterian Day School. 
which will figure somewhat prominently in my message this morning. Going back to what Moses said there in Deuteronomy chapter 30, he says, Choose life so that you and your descendants may live, loving the Lord your God, obeying him, and holding fast to him, for that means life to you. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. I find in this passage from Deuteronomy a vital challenge for us as Christians who are living in our world today, which is kind of interesting because it's from the Old Testament, and as far as we know, Moses was not a Christian because Jesus hadn't been a part of the world yet. But it's, it's the truth about the scripture is that all scripture speaks to us through all of our time, and now we Christians are listening to it, these words of instruction from Moses. Choose life. This is not a, 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 a slogan in support of a modern movement. Now, it is that, and some people use it for that purpose, but that's not my purpose today. My purpose is ever so much broader than that. It is an ancient entreaty from thousands of years ago for us humans alive today to embrace the fullness of our being as living creatures in God's world. Choose life seems kind of simple, but I think there's a lot behind it that, that we need to dig into for a few minutes. Because when we think about life, we think about our hearts beating and our lungs breathing and our synapses firing and how all of that works together to provide us with a physiological existence. Those are physiological things. They have to do with the stuff that we're made of. And it is that. And it is so much more than that. It is fully living our lives, emotionally, mentally, physically, uh, athletically, all of the different aspects of our being, living it fully. One of my favorite characters from musical theater, how many musical theater uh, appreciators out there do we have? Yeah. Um, Fiddler on the Roof, one of the great uh, pieces of musical theater from a number of years ago. And one of my favorite characters in that is Tevya, Tevya the father. And Tevya is, is uh, uh, in so many ways, uh, a simple, regular sort of man, but he knew how to embrace life. And there's a song in Fiddler all about this, right? Lachayim, right? Yeah, l'chaim, l'chaim, to life, to life, l'chaim, 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 to life, yes. Tevye, all of the things that he didn't have in life, he knew how to embrace it and to make the best of it. And when Moses is encouraging Tevye and us and all people through the ages to, to choose life, that's what it's about, the fullness of our being, every bit of who we are, all wrapped up together. It sits at the heart of our reason for being a church for Jesus Christ. And I would like to suggest also at the heart 
of the existence of Riverside Presbyterian Day School. And we're gonna talk a little bit about that. I'm gonna, I'm not gonna say the whole name all the time. I'm just gonna say RPDS, all right? So when I say RPDS, that's what I mean. RPDS was born in 1948 uh, for a purpose. And on our website, it says this, at its heart, RPDS is a community rooted in faith and committed to providing a challenging academic curriculum while it remains sensitive to the development of the whole child. Not just the mind, not just the physical abilities, but the emotions, the, the mental attitudes, all, all of what encompasses l'chaim, life, the fullness of it. And RPDS is a wholly owned subsidiary of Riverside Presbyterian Church. It is our school. RPC plus RPDS equals us. That's about the level of my math skills, so don't expect more than that. You sixth graders from RPDS know more math than I do. I'm a traveling preacher. I move around every, uh, every year, every 18 months or so, and so I have a lot of experiences. But this is my first experience with a day school. Preschools have been in existence at almost every stop along the way, uh, but this is the first day school experience that I've had. A new experience, a time of learning for me. We have 400 plus students and staff on our campus daily. That doesn't normally happen in the life of a church. It's a wonderful, amazing experience, and I've enjoyed it a great deal. I see on the part of our church staff, and our staff and, and teachers and the rest, uh, a, a daily commitment to the well-being of our students. Uh, the whole package, academic as well as the whole child. And I see a school that is avowedly Christian, yet openly so, and invitational. Uh, there are Christian schools in our world where if you don't sign on the dotted line to what the school believes and how it, how it behaves, then you don't get to go there. Uh, we are a Christian school, and we're open, and we're invitational. I like to think that folks feel at home at RPDS whether they're Christian or not. But we're not afraid to say that we are. I am blessed weekly by the students and staff and parents with whom I interact. Uh, I only miss our Thursday uh, chapel, what I call my Thursday church, if I'm out of town like I was this past week. And uh, usually I just stand around and greet people and once in a while I speak, uh, but I just, uh, I, I, people greet me, Pastor Z, Pastor Z, they're, they're happy I'm here, so that makes me happy. It's all good. And I attend as many activities as I am able. Unfortunately, I'm not as able to attend as many as I would like. So, what does all that have to do uh, as introduction for what needs to be a really, really short rest of the sermon? 
Because the theme that came out of the surveys that the members of this congregation filled out, and again, for you guests, uh, I'm an interim, and during an interim time, we take some, some opportunities to ask ourselves, what kind of a church are we? What kind of a community do we want to be? And how can we become more of that? And so this theme came out of your own surveys, and, and uh, I distilled it into the fact that that we want to strengthen the relationship between Riverside Presbyterian Church and RPDS in mutually beneficial ways. I struggled with the word strengthen because it, it suggests that maybe the relationship is not so good. And it's not that the relationship is not so good, it's, it's just that we sometimes a little bit uh, coexist and we, we don't take advantage of the opportunities that we have to work more closely with one another. Uh, one, of the, one of the blessings that comes from having a day school is that we have a lot of members of this congregation who came to the church by way of the day school, uh, whether as parents or as students, um, or grandparents of students. And so we have a lot of connections in the congregation uh, because of RPDS. My challenge to us all at this time, coming from your own responses, is to say, how can we optimize this relationship in order to fulfill what Moses told us to do, to choose life in all of its fullness and abundance, and to be that community rooted in faith and committed to providing a challenging academic curriculum while, it re while we remain sensitive to the development of the whole child? That's, that's the question we're asking. We share a block. We share facilities. And mostly, we share them well. We communicate with one another, and then occasionally there's a mess up, and uh, two groups want to use the same room, um, or a room is used and not rearranged and all that stuff. We have family disagreements along the way. That's bound to happen. But should it be more than we coexisting here on this block? I would like to think, depending, uh, coming from what you've said to me, I would like to think that it needs to be more than that. So the question is, who asks the questions? Who brainstorms? Is it the RPDS board? Is it the joint committee between the board and the congregation? Is it the session, the, the board of the church? I don't know what the answer to that is, but I do think we need to ask that question. Uh, when everybody is charged with seeing what the benefits of the school uh, happens to be, then quite often nobody does the work that needs to be done. And so I'm engaging us we had a pretty good exchange uh, in between the worship services today on the subject. I'm engaging us to continue to ask the questions together. What more, what else can we become as two institutions existing on this block so that we can both fulfill our missions and ministries as churches and schools uh, following our Savior, Jesus? Now, having said all of that, I realize that uh, not all of you are RPDS fans, including church members. I, I acknowledge that. Uh, I've heard from you. You've told me what you think. And, and it hasn't been necessarily bad, but, 
Some of you are not terribly keen on RPDS. Some of you recognize that we in the Presbyterian Church have had a long historic commitment to public school education. And, and I am, I'm all for that. All four of my kids went to public schools their whole time. And, and I know that many of your students do as well. Um, a few of you have mentioned that our PDS students and staff don't look like our neighborhood. And I know that there's no body uh, involved in this relationship who's, who's asking more questions than the RPDS board and staff. How can we make our school look more like our neighborhood? It's not a subject that's being ignored. Others of you have said it's really wonderful to have a, a very, very fine, fine school because it is a fine school and we're proud of it. And we can't afford to send our kids there. Yep. That is true. All of those things are true. We're not pretending none of the, uh, all of those uh, and, and other issues don't exist. They do. And we live on this block, and we're both going to continue to live on this block. How can we embrace our future together, grow our relationship in ways that are beneficial to both church and school? How can two vibrant historic institutions sharpen and strengthen each other? I think that is the question, that's the question that I've heard you ask, and it's the question that we need to continue to ask. Can we find common goals and common ground? We have a common commitment to a savior and to growing people spiritually, academically, and all the rest. Um, yes, we can, but we need to be intentional about asking those questions. I don't know all the answers. I won't have all the answers. Um, I'm only asking us to ask more of the question so that all of us together may fulfill the ministry to which we are called. Choose life, says Moses, so that you and your descendants may live, loving the Lord your God, obeying him, and holding fast to him. And being a community rooted in faith and committed to providing a challenging academic curriculum while it remains sensitive to the development of the whole child. How does that work itself out? I don't know, but we have to keep asking the question, and I invite you to be participants in that discussion. Thanks be to God for all of the good things that God is doing in and through us here in this part of our community.